Good morning, everyone. It's good to see you here this morning to have you worship with us in person. And there are those who are joining us on Zoom. We welcome you as well. Just to start off, I want to mention that it's good to have with us Andrew Wilson this morning. He'll be uh, bringing the Word of God to us shortly. I'm going to ask Andrew to come now and read the Scripture and to lead us in prayer, if you would. Right. If you'll turn in your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 12, uh, we're going to be, uh, later on this morning, we're going to be looking at some Bible history, and we're with apologies to Kirk, we're going to be uh, using some of Hebrews, which, uh, uh, but we're going to do a quick overview of it, and he's doing more of an in-depth study, so I think it'll all work together um, to help us learn God's Word. Okay, so Hebrews chapter 12 I'm going to read as our scripture reading, verses 1 to 17. And this passage reminds us to remember those who've gone on before us, and that God is watching us, and, and, uh, and to make sure that we serve the Lord with patience and run and follow Him, looking unto Jesus. So Hebrews chapter 12. Wherefore, Seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us. And let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be wearied and faint in your minds. Ye have not resisted unto blood, striving against sin. And ye have forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto children. My son, despise not thou the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked of him. For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth and scourges every son whom he receiveth. If ye endure chastening, God dealeth with you as with sons. For what son is he whom the Father chasteneth not? But if ye be without chastisement, whereof all are partakers, then are ye bastards and not sons. Furthermore, we had fathers of our flesh which corrected us, and we gave them reverence. Shall we not much rather be in subjection unto the Father of spirits and live? For they verily for a few days chastened us after our own pleasure, their own pleasure, but he for our profit, that we might be partakers of his holiness. Now no chastening for the present seemeth to be joyous, but grieveth. Nevertheless, afterward it yieldeth the peaceable fruit of righteousness unto them which are exercised thereby. Therefore, lift up the hands which hang down and the feeble knees, and make straight paths for your feet, lest that which is lame be turned out of the way, but let it rather be healed. Follow peace with all men and holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord, looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled." Lest there be any fornicator or profane person as Esau, who for one morsel of meat sold his birthright. For ye know how that afterward, when he would have inherited the blessing, he was rejected, for he found no place of repentance, though he thought it care- sought it carefully with tears. Let's, as verse 2 says, run with patience, looking unto Jesus. This is God's word. Let us pray. Our gracious and heavenly Father, we come before you with thankfulness. Thankfulness, Lord, for all that you've done, all that you've done in our lives, Lord, for loving us first while we are yet sinners, for sending your Son Jesus to die in our place, for adopting us into your family, for giving us that assurance of life with you. Heavenly Father, we thank you for those who've gone on before us. Lord, we know that we are not to be following others, but we are to be following you, to be following Jesus. 
But Lord, we thank you for the encouragement that we have as we learn from others who are um, examples to us today and those who may have gone on to be with you. But we can look at their examples that are recorded for us. So Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time we have this morning to be together. Lord, to be together worshiping you. Lord, to be together bringing honor to you. Lord, we just ask that you would be praised by everything we do here this morning. So Lord, we thank you. We thank you for your greatness. We thank you for uh, creating this world, for making us, for bringing us here together. We thank you for your promises. And Lord, we thank you for the joy of having fellowship with you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, good morning. Today we will be looking into the historical record in the Bible, uh, along with those uh, from secular history, and we will be helped along by this uh, 23-foot chart of history that you see behind me. I didn't know how quite how long this would be in here, but wow, it really fills up the stage. So this uh, this chart is called Adam's synchronological chart or map of history. And this was researched and uh, put together by the Honorable Sebastian C. Adams. He was born in 1825, and he was a relative of the second president of the United States of America, John Adams. And his father, this is, uh, Catherine looked up this, this information for me, and uh, it says here, his father was Captain Adams, and he did many daring deeds in the War of 1812. And if I have my math or my um, history correct, that means he was fighting against Canada. So, <laughs> um, and his mother, she was the daughter of a doctor. And his family, as he was born into, they were a prominent, uh, well-educated family. And they were patron of the education and sciences and um, grew up with encouragement to have lives uh, devoted to to helping with those things. And this man that made up this chart, he achieved uh, many distinctions as an educator and as a statesman and an author. So we'll maybe hear more about him later. But I thought this morning we would look, um, I'm going to read Hebrews chapter 11. This is sort of just going to be the offshoot chapter that we're going to spring from. And in this chapter in Hebrews 11, it looks back at many um, sort of a run through history of people of faith and how their faith um, is what is what uh, brought a good report to them with God. Uh, Hebrews chapter eleven. Hebrews eleven. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. By faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it he being dead yet speaketh. By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. For for before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. By faith Noah being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world, and became heir of the righteousness which is by faith. By faith Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed, and he went out, not knowing whither he went. By faith he sojourned in the land of promise, as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. 
For he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed, and was delivered of a child when she was past age, because she judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore sprang there even of one, and him as good as dead, so many as the stars of the sky in multitude, and as the sand which is by the seashore innumerable. These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, and were persuaded of them, and embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country. And truly, if they had been mindful of that country from whence they came out, they might have had opportunity to have returned. But now they desire a better country, that is, a heavenly country, a heavenly. Wherefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he hath prepared for them a city. Verse 17. By faith Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac, and he that had received the promises offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said, that in Isaac shall thy seed be called accounting that God was able to raise him up even from the dead, from whence also he received him in a figure. By faith Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. By faith Jacob, when he was a dying, blessed both the sons of Joseph and worshipped, leaning upon the top of his staff. By faith Joseph, when he died, made mention of the departing of the children of Israel and gave commandment concerning his bones. By faith Moses, when he was born, was hid three months of his parents, because they saw he was a proper child, and they were not afraid of the king's commandment. By faith Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures of Egypt, for he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Through faith he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, lest he that destroyed the firstborn should touch them. By faith they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, which the Egyptians, assaying to do, were drowned. By faith the walls of Jericho fell down after they were compassed about seven days. By faith the harlot Rahab perished not with them that believed not when she had received the spies with peace. And what shall I say more? What shall I more say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon, of Barak, of Samson, of Jephthah, of David also, and Samuel, and of the prophets who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, waxed valiant in fight, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Women received their dead raised to life again, and others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection." And others had trial of cruel mockings and scourgings. Yea, moreover, of bonds and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sawn asunder, were tempted, were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and in mountains and in dens and caves of the earth. And these all, having obtained a good report through faith, received not the promise. God having provided some better thing for us, that they without us should not be made perfect. This is God's word. Uh, let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you as we read this chapter, this chapter of faith. Lord, we thank you for those who have gone on before us. Lord, for the faith that they showed. Lord, and we just pray for each of us here today, Lord, that we would uh, come to you with faith, just like them, trusting in the promises that you have made, trusting in the in what you have, what has come to pass, 
being able to look and see what you promised and what was fulfilled, and also having faith that what you have promised for the future will also come to pass. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you for this time now to look into your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, so this this 23-foot chart here, um, as I said, it was uh, put together by Sebastian Adams, and it was first published in 1871. And um, Mr. Adams' mother, she was credited with helping him develop his love for research and the diligence to persevere, which helped him in his compl- compilation of recorded history. Um, after being born in Ohio, In 1825, to a Presbyterian family, he briefly attended college, but soon left to begin work as a teacher. Adams, he was in much demand as a teacher because he was recognized as a gifted educator and an instructor. Now, in 1850, Adams took a dangerous trip on the Oregon Trail headed toward California. On the journey... Adams lost all his possessions and ended up arriving unconscious and near death at an unknown Oregon location. Later, after recovering, Adams settled in Yamhill Country, Oregon, and Adams took up a donation land grant. He got married and began teaching school on his land, and then he served as the county clerk and later as a state senator. He moved to Salem, and he served as a local preacher at the First Christian Church, along with continuing to teach and develop new methods of teaching history. And in 1871, he first published uh, this chart. He was the president of the State Insurance Company, and he died in 1898. And he left us with this uh, big chart which uh, when my children were little, we used to call the big, or the big, big book, the, the biggest book. Um, okay, so if you will look back in Hebrews chapter 11, I'd like you to look at verse 3 with me. Hebrews 11, verse 3. Now this verse, I will read it. Through faith... We understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. This this verse starts with, through faith we understand. Now in the Bible, faith and hope, they're not wishful thinking. Here today we might think, I'm hoping for something, I'm having faith. Um, In the Bible, having faith and hope This is a reliable trust and a confidence in what God has said and done. And our understanding and belief, it's not based on popular opinion, which is always changing, but on the substance and the evidence of what God has done in the past and trust that he is faithful for the future as well. Hebrews 11 verse 1 tells us, so look there at 11 verse 1. Hebrews 11, verse 1 and 2. Now, faith is the substance of the things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it, the elders obtained a good report. And we, we also, we will obtain a good report if we too will be faithful and trusting in the substance and the evidence of what God has said. Again, verse 3. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Turn with me to Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1, that's right at the first of the Bible. Okay, so here in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, it says, In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. Here and in the following verses, we learn 
that God created the earth, the stars, the sun, the moon, the plants, and the animals by his word. These were created by the word of God. He spoke, and they were instantly created. And as our Hebrews 11 verse 3 verse also says, the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Okay, so the world and those in it, according to what the Bible says, both in Genesis chapter 1, where it says, you know, in the beginning God created, and if we looked in the following verses, we see God saying, um, let there be light, and there was light. He called the first day light, called the light day and the darkness night. And then as we go on through the different days of creation, God created in verse 11, bring forth grass and then animals and eventually people. Um, so here, of, of what the Bible tells us, the world and those in it, they were not developed from other life forms over billions of years, but as Genesis 1 tells us, God created them by his word in six literal days. In Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 to 31, uh, it says, And God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it. And have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. And God said, Behold, I have given you every green every herb bearing seed which is upon the faith of the earth, and every tree in which is the fruit of a tree yielding seed, to you it shall be for meat, and to every beast of the earth, and to every fowl of the air, and to everything that creepeth upon the earth wherein there is life. I have given every green herb for meat, and it was so. And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. The evening and the morning were the sixth day. We also see here from this passage that God, all these things that God has made, he made them. He made a tree. He didn't make, well, he, he made seeds as well, but he didn't just make a seed. He made a tree, and he made an animal, and he made Adam. He didn't just make a baby. He made Adam. So Adam was full grown when God made him, and, and the tree obviously was, was there for him to see. So God made all these things, and... Um, and it ended with God um, finished that on the sixth day, and then if we read on, God rested on the Sabbath, on the seventh day. John chapter one uses the term "word" to tell us that Jesus Christ was not just a man who was born on earth, but is one with the heavenly Father, and that all creation was made uh, by Him. If you look at in the New Testament at John chapter 1, verse 1. Here we will. John 1, verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Then if we read on, if we skip down to verse 10, we will see who this word was. Uh, verse 10. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came in unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. 
And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. John bore witness of him and cried, saying, This was he of whom I spake. He that cometh after me is preferred before me, for he was before me. And of his fullness have all we received, and grace for grace. For the law was given to Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. No man has seen God at any time. The only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father, he hath declared him. So we see here that the creation was through Christ. And Christ Jesus came as he came to dwell among us. And he came uh, to give us life. And isn't that such a wonderful blessing that we have received from our Heavenly Father? So in the 1800s, when uh, this chart was put together, um, the teaching of history still was mainly focused on the historical record. The theories of evolution, they were starting to be developed and theorized about, but they didn't have as much uh, widespread believers. Um, and as operational science experiments and real world, real world laws of physics uh, showed that the evolutionary theories, uh, that they were practical impossibilities, then long ages of billions of years were promoted to provide time for impossible things to theoretically happen, given enough chances. During the 1900s, Evolution became the promoted theory in schools and the historical belief that of God creating the world came to be considered an unacceptable view. Now, when I was just looking, um, I saw that there was a poll uh, that's been done recently, uh, recent polling in Canada by a research company in Glacier Media that actually shows that the proportion of Canadians who see a place for creationism in school curriculum is rising. Uh, the polls show that in 2018, 46% opposed the teaching of creationism, while 38% supported it. And now in 2023, 38% are opposed and 43% support there being a place for creationism in school curriculum. But it's important for us as followers of Christ that we stay true to what God has revealed to us in his word and the historical record which it records. Although some have dismissed the biblical historical accounts as fiction, recent archaeology has continued to show proofs of the Bible's accuracy. Today there are many scientists, researchers, and creation museums and organizations which publicize proofs for how the Bible's record matches the archaeological and scientific evidence being found today. So here in our um, chart of history, Adam's chart of history, we will see that using information given in the Bible and other historical records, one is able to work back in history and find that creation happened just over 4,000 years before Christ. And we ourselves live in 2023, uh, years after Jesus came to earth. So this equals the world's history being just over 6,000 years. Now, you may ask, how can we know the timeline from history, both before Christ and after Christ? So first, one needs to establish when Jesus Christ came. You know, some people today may deny that Jesus Christ ever lived here on earth. But historically, that's a foolish position as um, Jesus' coming is one of the most widely known facts um, in the world. And every school child and every printed business transaction uh, has a record that Jesus came. We record the year today as being... 2023, 2023 years A.D. Now, A.D. is an abbreviation 
from a medieval Latin, uh, Anno Domini, which means in the year of our Lord, or the full original wording, Anno Domini Nostri Jesu Christi, which translates in the year of our Lord Jesus Christ. The years prior to Jesus' birth are recorded as B.C., and that's an English abbreviation for before Christ. So our whole dating system that we use in the, in the world in here in Canada, that dating system we use gives evidence of Christ's coming. And we use that as to establish dating before and after uh, he came. Along with uh, cultural establishment and acknowledgement of Jesus through our dating system, we also have many references in the Bible for who the Roman and governmental leaders were at the time of Christ's birth and through his life on earth. Some national events were also recorded that took place at the time. Think of uh, Mary and Joseph on their way to pay the, the census taxes. Okay, so that, was a, that wasn't just a local thing. That was across um, the wider the Roman Empire and affected them. So some of these things can also be tied with with other historical records. Now, although, now that we've established the time frame of Jesus' birth, we could also look into the biblical record that records Jesus' ancestry, starting from Abraham down to his legal father, Joseph, as recorded in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 1. So if you turn there to Matthew, chapter 1, we won't read it all, but we'll... We'll look there in Matthew chapter 1. We see a record of Jesus' ancestry. Here in Matthew, as I understand, this is uh, Jesus' legal um, ancestry through Joseph. There's also another ancestry which uh, I believe uh, goes through Mary's side of the family, although it lists uh, Joseph as uh, his father. So he, Joseph is his adopted father because um, he was born of the Virgin Mary of the Holy Spirit. But here, this is his Jesus' legal uh, ancestry here. And uh, through both lines, it was through David fulfilling the prophecies of, of the Old Testament. So here, in this chapter, this, this genealogy starts in verse 2. Verse, verse 1, the book of the generation of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Okay, so Jesus wasn't actually the direct son of David, but he's the great, great, great grandson of David and the great, great, great grandson of Abraham. So that's why it's summarized. Verse 1 is a summary. Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. So those are the, the key, uh, his claims to fulfilling the prophecies of, of the Bible. Then it goes back and it starts with Abraham down to Jesus. So Abraham begot Isaac and Isaac begot Jacob and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, all the way down to Jesus. So here in this, in this, um, in, in this uh, listing, it doesn't have any dates in this, in this uh, account here. So we don't have the ages of all these people, when they were born and when they died, um, from this passage. So we'd have to look back and look at Genesis chapter 5. And there we will see how, in the Old Testament, there was records of those who lived starting from God's creation of the first man, Adam. So if you look at Genesis Chapter 5. Okay, so here in this, in this passage, this lists the years that someone lived before their, their son that was uh, in, the, in, the, in the timeline, uh, when he was born, and then how many years they lived after that. So we'll start reading into this. This is the book of the generations of Adam. In the day that God created man in the likeness of God, made he him. Male and female created he them and blessed them and called their name Adam. 
in the day when they were created. And Adam lived an hundred and thirty years and begat a son in his own likeness after his image and called his name Seth. And the days of Adam after he had begotten Seth were eight hundred years and he begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Adam that lived were nine hundred and thirty years and he died. And Seth lived an hundred and five years and begot Enos. And Seth lived after he begot Enos eight hundred and seven years and begot sons and daughters. And all the days of Seth were nine hundred and twelve years and he died. So, so here we see that this account lists ages. And when you use those ages, if you string them together, you can figure out dating. And, and so we'll use, and that was partly how this chart is laid out. Now, oftentimes we read this in the Bible, but we don't actually think of what that overlap means. What does it mean when Noah lived so long and, and, and uh, um, Adam lived so long and Moses lived so long? And that's where this chart comes in helpful. Um, on this chart, there is a long black line that runs along the chart. And this chart is the, the dating. This is time. This is time moving along. And there's vertical bars. Each of these vertical bars represents 100 years. And each of, there's little red lines that run on the chart, and they, rec- they refer to uh, 10 years. And, and on this chart, um, these numbers are counting uh, from Jesus' birth. So Jesus' birth is here. So they will be counting up, and that's uh, getting up to 20, 23. And they will be counting back in BC, back to creation. Now, let's look at the chart. I will see here, I have a... Can all of you uh, see this chart? I might have, if I can connect this, we might be able to um, show something on your screen, if this will work. There we go. Okay, so on the chart here, we see we see here the chart starts with creation, and we see uh, see there Adam. Adam lived, and we see uh, Cain and Abel born. Abel there, he was the first martyr. And if we look back at our Hebrews one passage. We'll see many of these people listed in the Hebrews 1 passage. It says, By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. And if you went to Sunday school or learned your Bible, you'll know that Cain got upset at Abel's offering and killed him. But then Cain uh, still lived. Um, He was under God's judgment. But Adam and Eve, there continued on. So we see here, Adam... Uh, lived and and had his children and lived through the years. And it's interesting in this chart how we can see that Adam lived 920 years. And it's interesting to see the overlap between these people and how how much time went by because before the flood, God had made people to live, um, I guess God had made people to live a long time, but after Adam and Eve sinned, God said, you will die, your days will be shortened. But they still live compared to us a long time. And then after the flood, God shortened their, their lifespan even more. And, and we'll see that. Okay, so Adam... If we look at the chart, Adam could have talked to Noah's father. So you see here on the chart, Adam is living here. And before Adam died, uh, Methuselah is alive at the bottom there. But see, Lamech, he was Adam or Noah's father. So before the flood, you can see how Adam walked with God and God talked with him. 
he would have been able to meet with Lamech and actually tell him about what God had done. And Lamech could have told his son Noah. And Noah there lived. And we see the deluge, the great flood that God brought to judge the world, which is um, in this section here. Um, So using those dates in the Bible, it tells us how old someone was when they had their son and how many years they lived after. So by using that, and those dates come all the way up until Abraham. And we see Abraham uh, here after the flood. We see that Shem lived for Shem lived after the flood 502 years. And after Noah, 152 years. Okay, so Shem here actually lived, if you look at the chart here, Abraham was alive at the same time as Shem, Noah's son. And isn't that amazing? We don't realize that. Um, But Abraham was alive. And then Moses, um, and then Moses. Um, Where do we see Moses here? There's Yeah, Abraham, and then here's Moses, right here. Okay, so so we see here how how close this was. And we see here how the years God had shortened the lives so that people uh, did not live as long. So before the the flood, the average lifespan was in the 900-year range, but then we see it tapering off very quickly. Shem lived 600, and then... Abraham's father, Terah, lived 205 years. Moses, we see, living 120 years. And now in Psalm 90, it talked about uh, your lifespan being um, three scores that's, and 10. Okay, so that's 70, 70 80 years. Okay, so, so God did that. Um, Noah, he had his children when he was around 500 years old. But Abraham, he was surprised when he was 100. He realized he was too old to have children. And he recognized that it was a miracle of God for Sarah and him to, to be given that child. Okay. We also see how, the, if we go on in the chart, how after Moses, we see the conquering of the land of where God gave the, the promised land to, to Israel. We see um, the prophets, and then we see Solomon as the Solomon here as the first king, and then we see then we see the um, the kingdom of Israel divided after. After Solomon at the top underneath this uh, picture of Solomon's temple here, we see that Solomon's kingdom was divided into the uh, kingdom of Israel and then the tribes of, of Judah. And we see here, you can see on the chart as, as you read the Bible, where the children of Israel, the kingdom of Israel, it was captured and went to Assyria. And I believe since then, they never came out other than some Samaritans that were sort of intermarried, left behind. And then we see the, the tribes of Judah, how they came along and their kings. And then they too were, were captured at the time of Daniel. At, uh, at the top there in the chart, we see the book of Daniel being written here in Babylon. And in here in this lower section, we can see these are the nations of the earth that after God divided um, the nations, uh, the Tower of Babel, and confused their languages. We see uh, records of, of Egypt and Babylon. And we see here Nebuchadnezzar conquered you know, his kingdom and conquered uh, Judah and Israel. And remember, Daniel went and served there. And we see the Persian Empire took over. And then... There was um, 
there was uh, right above the Babylon there, we see that there was a Zerubbabel as a governor and, um, and Nehemiah, how they were, they came out of the, the Nebuchadnezzar's and the Persian Empire. Uh, they came out and they were, although they were um, given some control and able to rebuild Jerusalem, they were still under the domination of these other nations uh, through the years afterwards. And they, um, they had various kings. And we see at Jesus' time that if we look ahead to when Jesus came, here at Jesus' birth, we see that in the middle there, it shows that Herod was the king. So we read about that in the Bible, of Herod's, the Herods uh, being the king. And they were under... It still lists here as somewhat of a separate line, but they were serving the Romans, I believe, at this time. They were like a, a province. And then later, um, after, after Jesus, um, the Romans destroyed Jerusalem and, and raised it, and then it was all just part of the Roman Empire. And we see here how large... The Roman Empire was, you know, when you read in the Bible of Jesus and the Romans and thereafter, and you think of the apostles and Paul being brought to Rome and appealing to Caesar. So he lived um, in under the local government there, but they were under the control of Rome and he appealed to Caesar. And so we see how large the Roman Empire was taking over most all of the world except for China and and Persia and uh, Scotland up at the top. So, <laughs> plus a new world which uh, wasn't really known about then. Maybe someone was living over here. Um, but anyway, it's quite that's quite amazing. So in this chart, it goes all the way up to the 1878, and we see uh, Queen Victoria is over here. So we'd have to add a few more panels to get up to, to us now in the Second World War and all that. Um, but isn't it interesting how with what the Bible says, we can see how God has made the way for us to be um, to, to know what he has said. And, and we have a history of God's creation and of, of the past. And we can look at these men of faith and women of faith in the past who trusted God, and we can learn from them. And that can be um, the impetus for us too, to, um, as, as we were told in um, our scripture reading this morning, to, um, to trust God and have perseverance to follow him and have faith. So I'm going to read in closing, I'm going to read in closing uh, Hebrews chapter 10. Verse 35. Cast not away therefore your confidence, which hath great recompense of reward. For ye have need of patience, that after you have done the will of God, ye might receive the promise. For yet a little while, and he shall come. Um, <laughs> for yet a little while, and he that shall come will come and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith, but if any man draw back, my soul will have no pleasure in him. But we are not of them who draw back unto perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. So here we, the same as Abraham. Abraham was, Abraham was given a promise. Abraham was given a promise. But as our Hebrews passage said, he did not see the fulfillment of that promise. He was promised the, the promised land. But that, that promise, they, he had faith to step out and start traveling in the way that God would lead him. And his, his children after him had faith to, to remember that promise of God. And eventually God gave them the land. And that was a fulfillment. And what did we see? We saw Israel and Judah being captured by the Assyrians and by the Nebuchadnezzar. And we saw they had limited nation even when Jesus was alive, right? So Jesus, they remember some 
Some people even said, no, we have no, there's no one over us. But in reality, there was. There was, there was a Herod and the, the Romans. Um, but, and then we see how the nation of uh, Israel and Judah, they were destroyed. And for thousands of years, as, as this chart stands, I believe there's a, there's a saying here somewhere, and saying that up until the present time, there is no nation of Israel. Now we know that today there is. There is a nation of Israel. In 1948, they were able to have um, some of their land again. And God brought them back together. So isn't it something how after all these years, uh, after the uh, Jews and the Israelites were dispersed, how they now have, have somewhat of a nation again. And uh, we praise the Lord for that. But we need to be like Abraham. We need to be remembering, as is Hebrews 10 verse 35 says, that God is faithful. Don't cast away your confidence, which has great recompense of reward. For you need to have patience. We need to have patience. God has promised that Jesus will return. He's promised that if we have placed our faith in him, he has a promise of eternal life and a new home that he's preparing for us in heaven. So, Yet a little while, and he that shall come will come and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith. And it says, we are not of them that draw back to perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. And that's what God desires each one of us to come to him in faith, believing, not, not just learning of Christ, learning a bit about the Bible and learning a bit about God's word and then rejecting it. No, you and I, are the ones who heard and believed and have our souls saved through the work of God. And we pray that each one of us would wait with confidence, believing what God has promised. Dear Heavenly Father, we commit our lives to you, thankful for your promises and sure that what you have said will come to pass. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.